Hey, this is um, Sarah Hewlett. Um, I'm talking today about how and why and does Pilates work? Um, and the answer in short is yes, it does work. Um, the reason it works is because you can either do it through a fitness component, which is done through um, generally through instructors, um, or you can do it through a rehab and what we call clinical Pilates, which is performed by a physio. Um, <laughs> in terms of both of them, Pilates was designed by a chappy called Joe Pilates. He um, was a sickly child and was born in Austria, um, was basically um, polio and asthmatic as a kid and took to doing exercise as a means of making himself stronger and being fit. He then became a prisoner of war after he moved to the UK, was put into a prisoner of war camp during the Second World War, and he used his technique for the prisoners in that war, uh, or the, um, the people in the hospital rather. And uh, what he found was that those who were doing his exercises and breathing and the way that he was using those exercises on the bed and then getting them strong enough so they could get up on their feet and out again, was those people didn't become sick when there was influenza that broke out and the rest of them who weren't doing the exercises did. Um, he then moved after the war to America and what happened um, in America where he went to work in, while well, he was based in New York, is that he was still doing his exercises and his Pilates and, and um, using beds that were modified, same as he had with the old hospital beds, he modified them with springs and he modified them with bits of equipment and, and ropes and, and pulleys. And the basis of his studio was just around the corner from the New York Ballet. And dancers started going to him because he was getting so, such good results. And the way that he was getting results was because he was using a little bit of resistance and a little bit of assistance of exercises, he was able to keep them moving longer um, with some support. And he was also able to rehabilitate them because the beds and the springs and the pulley systems afforded some support around their joints. So if they had an ankle sprain or they had a knee sprain, normally they would have been, you know, off for a little bit longer. But because he was doing what we call assisted exercises, which means that he was unloading the joints, but still allowing them to move, they got better quicker and they also got stronger quicker and they returned to their ballet and their practice and everything else quicker. So he gained a fair bit of traction on the New York ballet scene and also on the dancing scene of being the guy to go to if you had an injury. And obviously in those days, um, the socialites and the, you know, the high hoity-toity people started to go and see him. Um, and that's how Pilates basically started. And modern day, um, we have many different methods. We have people who were trained by what we call the elders, and they're the ones that were really directly um, studied under Joseph Pilates himself or Clara, his wife. Um, they are called the Pilates elders. Um, from there, they have obviously trained other people. There's little been little offshoots of how we do Pilates, and that can be through different methods that you might be familiar with, which is either stop or pole star 
or bassi or art of motion there's a few sort of key strong um, strong sort of world leaders in the industry and they're the ones that tend to have had that sort of background and that you know they've grown and developed that method so that's sort of the history of Pilates in a little bit of a nutshell and how does it work well if you have an injury, say you damage your ankle, or say you damage your knee, or say you've got a sore back, the old traditional method would be that you, you know, you might rest it, you might um, be off your feet. It might mean that you can, you know, do your sport, but it has to be a real modified version. What Pilates has allowed us to do, especially more so in the physio world, has been to stay functional but allow you to move with the help of springs and resistance. So what we can do is still load the joints and still move the joints and still get them um, in the way that they need to be, but it allows us to do it in a way that is safe. So similar to, you know, if you've had a ligament injury and the doctor says you've got to just partial weight bear, or you know you can move your joint but you can't fully weight bear through it when we're on the beds and using the beds what we have is partial weight bearing and what we have is the ability to move the joints and through the range that's safe and we can strengthen up all the other muscles so that's been the big advantage that especially when we combine it from a clinical point of view we combine it with what we we know to be how the tendon heals or how the muscle heals or how soft tissue heals or how the bone heals what we do is we give it that first 24 48 72 hours of protecting so when the, the joints in that inflammatory stage or the soft tissues in that inflammatory stage we obviously don't want to move it you want to control and you want to immobilize it and you want to not make that inflammatory response any bigger than it needs to be now after that sort of three two three days what happens is the joint gets into what we call the repair stage so the tissues are starting to heal so if you've had a soft tissue or a bony injury the tissue around that area is, is getting nutrients in it's getting healing agents in it's bringing sort of clearing agents like um, the phagocytes which are getting rid of any debris and the body is in what we call the repair response so for argument's sake if we've had a major strain you know for the first two or three days don't do much for the next sort of three to six weeks the body's going to be repairing itself and then from six to twelve weeks we're looking at strengthening so in terms of that first three to six weeks we can stress the joints we can put pressure on the joints or we can put pressure on the tissues but we want to do it in a way that's graded because if we do too much too quickly there's too much stress on the tissues, too much stress on the joints, and what actually happens is we can cause damage. So if you imagine a muscle like a big fat rope, so you've got all the tiny little fibers, they all sort of knit together into a bigger, a bigger thing like say a, a wool fiber, and then lots of those wool fibers collect together to become like a big rope fiber. So, Imagine that, like a little bit like cables. You've got very thin cables coming into bigger steel cables, coming into even bigger steel cables, and that's how the muscles and the tissues are. 
So what happens in that first sort of six weeks is those cables, the laying down of those cables is really important. You want them to be in the right alignment. You want them to be in the right way. So you want them facing north and south for argument's sake, or you want them facing east and west, depending on which way they go in their body. What you don't want them doing is all higgledy-piggledy all over the place. So some are north, some are south, some are west, some are southwest, some are northwest. You want them all in the right alignment because you want the joint and you want the tissues to be able to take and absorb the fibers and the forces the right way through those fibers. And what happens with scar tissue is that doesn't happen correctly. Scar tissue means it's all higgledy-piggledy. Now, Pilates gives us a way, especially if we're using the machines, it gives us a way of being able to control how much force is going through those tissues, but also to strengthen those tissues in those restricted range, and also keep the load to a level that the tissues can cope with. So, you know, similar to when you're doing your our standard rehab, we wouldn't expect a footballer to go from being rested and having a quad strain to going straight back out and being able to play a game. You'd want them to be able to move. You want them to be able to bend and straighten their leg. You want them to be able to then run in straight lines. Then we want them to be able to run in straight lines forwards and backwards. We might then want to start changing direction so they can go forwards and back side to side. And then we want them to be able to do it quickly so that the tissues respond to stress under speed and stress under load and stress under changing directions and that all has to happen then they have to be able to hop and then they have to be able to jump before you even think about them going back into a game so something like Pilates means all that pre rehab so all that early rehab can start a lot quicker we don't have to get them up and running to stress it. What we can do is use something like the reformer and we can get them using that a little bit more easily. We can give them a home version using some of the mat exercises. We could do some bridging with them. And that is how Pilates is working, especially in the rehab setting. It's working because we can move people quicker and we can move them a lot more earlier and we can control what they're doing. And if for argument's sake they can't use their ankle, we can move everything around the ankle. So we can move from the knee up or we can use all their hip muscles. We can, we can grade it to keep the ankle out of the equation. Now, that's obviously how rehab works. Once you're in and you're working and you're doing stuff, you can then do all the advanced stuff. So if that footballer then decides, you know what, I'd like to work on my performance and I'd like to work on this, then we can take them the other side of rehab, which is they're back on the pitch, they're back running, they're back doing these, but we're now working on their performance. So instead of doing like the basic, <coughs> excuse me, beginner exercises, what we're then working is their performance and their, you know, their elitism exercises and stuff that really challenges them and allows them to perform at the higher level. So that's how Pilates has really grown. And definitely, like I said, in the clinical aspect, it's grown because we can start from day, you know, two, three when you're injured and go right the way to day six months, 12 months post-injury when you're really working on performance. Um, in the Joe Public general day-to-day, -day, using it for fitness and using it to get better, most people are a little bit more aware of Pilates being, you know, on the mat. Reformer is definitely made a bit of a, um, a sort of um, 
an awareness and a bit of a surgence in the recent couple of years and people are very much aware of what a reforma looks like now um, and that has obviously gained popularity so what people are now doing is going to group classes and group pilates classes for mat work which could include you know stretch and football and, and different bits of small equipment but also group pilates classes for reformer so do those classes work and do those classes get you toned and stretched and fit and you know stronger and the answer is yes they do the thing is when you're in a group class situation we're not working for what you need you're working in a group situation so that's what you've got to be aware of the other thing is you know in the sort of general recommendations of Pilates they would generally recommend that you keep your classes quite small because Pilates is about a meeting of the mind and a meeting of the body so what we're actually doing is wanting you to focus so if somebody says you're lying on the floor and I want you to lift your leg up and float it up to the ceiling or float the arm up or you're lifting and you're moving this way you really need to be thinking about how that's happening it's not a case of switching off and just lifting your arm and legs up or lifting this or going into quadruped or going into plank it's a case of that you're really focusing on what muscles you're working what muscles you want to switch off that don't need to work so hard and what muscles you're working on that you really want to work so that you can get them to you know engage and and improve and that's the difference you know in a group situation of more than 12 it's really really hard to get that done um, we have probably about um, maybe between 8 and 12 in our mat classes and we have a maximum of 10 in our reformer classes and that's more than enough you know for people to be able to grasp and get the right correction and the right instruction and the right cues so that you're being effective technique is everything you need to be focusing it's not unfortunately it's fortunately for us it's a, it's great but unfortunately it's not one of those workouts or those exercise um, techniques that you can just switch off and come and go you you need to come and you need to be thinking you need to have your mind switched on and you need to be focusing on how you're moving to be effective um, you know if you are looking for a exercise technique which is I'm going to come and switch off and I'm not going to do it you know I just want to listen to my headphones and let my brain wander and do what I like then you know Pilates is not for you and Pilates is not going to work for you because you're not focusing and putting in the mental effort that is required um, it is about thinking which muscles don't work which muscles do work which muscles are working too hard that you need to relax which muscles need to work harder that you need to focus on and if you're not getting it there's 50 ways to teach you so you know if somebody's trying to get you to turn your head or to use your belly a bit more there's 50 ways for us to cue you to do that you know some people might need the cue to float their uh, legs up some people might need the cue to lift your leg up as you count to three some people might need you know imagine that your knee is being stretched to the ceiling imagine there's a balloon on your knee other people might need to do it where they just don't think about it they're thinking about something else that allows them to move in a better way and you know at the end of the day it is about trying to move and trying to focus and trying to get the best way of working out of your body and it's our job as an instructor or as a physio or you know as somebody who's trying to help you to get you to do that in the best way possible 
possible. Now, at the end of the day, if we're not achieving that, then it's up to us to teach you to get it differently. And it's up to us to allow you to, you know, take that time to move and improve it and get that cemented into your head. And how I teach you to do something might be completely different to how somebody else teaches you to do something. But what you need to do is take away which method worked for you. So if you know method one worked, you go with metal method one. So if we're teaching you to bridge and I say to you, you know, do a pelvic tilt and then peel up one vertebra at a time and you go, oh, haven't got a clue what that means. But somebody else says, imagine that your, your spine is pressed to the floor and you're popping each spine off the floor one vertebra at a time and you go, hey, that works. Well, then you do the Preston method because listening to my method of peeling isn't working for you. Um, and that's what makes Pilates effective. It's the fact that we can get more out of your body. It's the fact that we can teach you to do things five different ways, not just one way. It's the fact that you know you have to take the time to focus and use your brain and focus and use your mind to allow you to work properly. And then from there, you will gradually improve. And you know what? If you don't get it, ask. If you don't understand what's going on, ask. A good Pilates teacher or a good physio or somebody who's taking you for rehab or in whatever setting would be, a good teacher should be able to get you to do what they want you to do, whether it's hands-on, whether it's tactile, whether it's telling you, whether it's guiding you, whether it's showing you. There is always a way to get you to move. The difference is whether you're receptive and whether you've got a teacher or somebody working with you that's able to do that. So if it hasn't worked for you in the past, don't dismiss it. Find somebody else and try it again if it's something that you want to do. It is a fantastic way to move. It's an absolutely fantastic way to rehab somebody. And, you know, <coughs> I can't say that I've had anybody who has not benefited I can say I've had a lot of people who don't believe in it because they don't move that way. They have been used to and, and not being nasty, but sort of the gym junkies that just want to come in, switch off and smash ain't going to work purely because it's not that mindset, purely because you're not used to letting go. You're used to pushing and pulling against weights and Pilates doesn't do that for you. Um, doesn't mean you can't it just means that you have to be open to moving differently so when you're open to moving differently and realizing that you don't need to be pushing 50 kilos to be effective then that's when it works so hopefully that's been a little bit of an explanation about Pilates and how it works why it works why it doesn't work and if you're not getting it from whoever is teaching you and you don't feel that's the right way for you Try some let's try something else you know try reformer work try privates privates are fantastic it means that we're working with you and you know what you should be doing not looking at the person next door and thinking you should move that way so if you're in a group setting that is not the ideal way to experience it the ideal way is to do it as a private but most of us don't want to go that route if you're in a group setting and it's not working for you and there's more than 12 in a group hey far too many you're not getting the attention you need and you're never going to get out of it what you need so have a look around get a good Pilates instructor or physio and um, have a go again all right Pilates it works just need to do it well